Hi, and welcome to the first of many podcasts from New Life Christian Center, a United Pentecostal Church in Rector, Arkansas. My name is Ryan LaRue, and I serve here as the assistant pastor. We're excited to be bringing you messages from the pulpit of a church with great heritage and determination for revival. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast to get all of our episodes as they are released. Featured in this first podcast is Pastor Phil LaRue. This is the seventh installment of a Sunday night series, The Tabernacle Plan for Prayer. Tonight's part is titled, The Altar of Incense. So welcome to the podcast and enjoy the Sunday night message, The Altar of Incense. will meet with thee. 
And Aaron shall burn their own sweet incense every morning when he dresseth the lamps. He shall burn incense upon it. We were just at the lamps a couple of weeks ago here in the holy place. But at the same time that he dresses the lamps, he's burning the incense on this altar of incense, the golden altar of incense. And when Aaron lighted the lamps at even, he shall burn incense upon it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. Ye shall offer no strange incense thereon, nor burnt sacrifice, nor meat offering, neither shall ye pour drink offering upon thereupon. And Aaron shall make an ointment upon the horns of it once in a year with the blood of the sin offering of atonements. Once in a year shall he make atonement upon it throughout your generations. It is most holy unto the Lord. Now verse 34. The Lord said unto Moses, Take unto these sweet spices, stacti and ancha and gobbledum, these sweet spices with pure frankincense, of each shall there be of like weight, and thou shalt make it a perfume, a confection after the art of the apothecary, tempered together, pure and holy. And thou shalt beat some of it very small, and put of it before the testimony of the tabernacle of the congregation, where I will meet with thee. It shall be unto you most holy. And thou shalt beat, uh, uh, excuse me, verse 37, And as for the perfume which thou shalt make, ye shall not make to yourselves according to the composition thereof. It shall be unto the holy for the Lord. Whosoever shall make liken to that to smell thereto shall even be cut off from the people. Amen. Praise God. Somebody say it. Amen. Amen. It's the word of the Lord. Now, incense was to be offered to God on this altar every day. Come on, let's all say every day. Every day. Every day there was to be incense offered at this golden altar of incense. It's the fifth piece of furniture that we come to in our approach. And there's great significance upon it and upon the entire tabernacle in the wilderness that was built after the pattern that God showed Moses in the mount. The book of Hebrews chapter 9 talks about all of the significance of how that this pattern mirrors what is already a reality in heaven. But it was to be built on earth, to mirror in the earth what is already in heaven. When we pray, Lord, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There are some patterns from heaven for us to live by. That includes a lot of things, but tonight we're looking specifically at this single piece of furniture. We understand that this tabernacle and the layout of the furniture and all represents Jesus Christ. We see the pattern of the cross many, many years before Jesus would ever even uh, set foot on this earth. It's all about Him. It's all about His redemption plan. When Jesus, after His resurrection, walked along with a couple of guys who were disciples of John the Baptist, I believe, He just kind of Walked along going the same direction on the road to Emmaus. Began to talk with them. And he took them to the scriptures. That was the Old Testament, right? 
That's what they had then. He took them to the Old Testament and he began to open up how that they spoke of him. And then uh, when, when, when he left them, they said, did not our hearts burn within us as he opened up the scripture? That word opened up there it is, it's, I love that. That's what the Lord does. And, and so, the Old Testament, every book of the Bible, amen, Jesus is somehow there. It's about Him and it's about salvation. It's about, amen, repentance, baptism in the name of Jesus, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. When that fire fell in that tabernacle from heaven, amen, it was a type of the Holy Ghost that fell on the day of Pentecost. Amen. It was as important back then for them because if that fire didn't fall, their sins were not dealt with. And it is the same today for us. Now, as we make our approach and we come to this altar, you will notice, and Brother Blake or Brother Josh, if you will help me by going back to the previous script where the pictures are, and uh, uh, right there, that's good right there. You will see, I can make this work. This battery went dead. Anyhow, uh, that it is placed according to God's instruction right against the veil that separates the holy of holies. And as close as possible in that holy place to the Ark of the Covenant representing the presence of God. In fact, it was centered with the Ark of the Covenant. And it's right in kind of the middle of what's going on in that room. This represents our intercession before God, our worship before God, our prayers unto the Lord. And this is a line with the very presence of God and the heartbeat of the Lord. Amen. And so, our prayer, our worship, our intercession, amen, it is with the heartbeat of God. Whatever comes from the golden altar must come from our hearts. Amen. We're talking about the heart of worship here. By the time you get to this point in your prayer, by the time you get to this point in your approach, amen, there ought to be something that just comes right out of your very heart unto the Lord. You're just one step away from the Holy of Holies. And now it's a matter of the heart. This is the last thing we do before we go through that veil. Amen. I believe that God wants to know that our heart is in it tonight. Can somebody Amen. give the Lord some praise here this evening? Amen. I want my heart to link up with the heartbeat of God. I want that beat. Amen. On the monitor, wherever it's in heaven or whatever. Amen. I want my heartbeat to be attuned and aligned to that. I am marching to the beat of a different drummer tonight. Praise God. That last piece of furniture was also the tallest piece of furniture in the holy place. It was, in fact, of the same height as the Holy of Holies with the cherubim on the covering. It reached the same exact height as that Ark of the Covenant back in the Holy of Holies. And it speaks of the highest act of worship that you can do here in the holy place. Amen. Three things. Everybody say intercession. 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 Prayer. Prayer. Worship. Amen. That's what we're talking about tonight. But not just any worship. We're talking about the worship 
that's already laid, amen, down the flesh at the altar and already been through all of these things, amen, and by the time you get here, amen, we're not talking about folks that's just learned how to raise hands like the Pentecostals do. We're not talking about folks that's singing our songs. We're talking about people that's been to an altar. We're talking Amen. about people that knows what it is to be baptized in yes. the name of the Lord. Yes. We're talking about people that know what it is to have the fire fall in their lives. Amen. And so we come to this, this, this golden altar. Remember, it's a golden altar. That altar back at the entrance was a brazen altar, protecting it as the fire would burn in, on that altar. But this is a golden altar. Amen. And there's to be continual incense on this altar. They would take coals from the ark or, or from the, the, the brazen altar out there by the entrance to the outer court where that fire was lit by fire that fell from heaven on the day of atonement. And they kept the fire burning. And they would bring that supernaturally lit fire with coals from that fire to the, uh, the golden altar of incense. And they were to keep the fire burning there on that altar as well with the same fire. Now, the same half, three foot in half is what it measures about two, corresponding to that Ark of the Covenant. And the worship that took place at this altar, higher than the other pieces of furniture, represents the fact that when you worship at this altar, it brings you to a level that you can commune with God. The Ark of the Covenant is this height, and it brings you to that height in your walk and fellowship and communion with God as you worship and you pray and you intercede for others. As you pray for your family, as you pray for your church, as you pray for your nation in this place, you rise to a new level. You've reached the altar of prayer of intercession. And you can now begin to intercede in a way that you never have for your lost family. And your worship and your praise and your intercession reaches that height of the very ark of the covenant itself. Amen. And it lets us know that our prayer and our intercession and our worship must come to the height of the glory of God. We can't afford to give Him half-hearted praise. Amen. Does anybody remember first place this morning? Yes. All right. You're six points behind. And it's the nanty... Alright? And and uh, the the heart of the lineup is already passed. And we're down to those guys further down in the lineup. The reason they're on the team is mostly because of their defensive capabilities. But they're the last hope here because their lineup in the lineup their time has come. And God has brought us to the kingdom for such a time as this. We step to the plate. Our track record may not be a 333 batting average. We may not even reach 300. We might be below 250. Amen. But when we swing that bat, we're going to give it our best. It may look like there's no chance of us uh, uh, making up the difference and winning the game. But we're going to do it with everything we got within us. Amen. Everything we offer to God, we ought to give Him our best. Yes. Amen. Sunday morning might have been good. Amen. 
that had me here is not a song this morning, but that's all right. If I sing tonight, I'm going to sing with everything I've got. I'm going to give it the best that i got because my praise and my worship and my prayer and my intercession needs to rise to the level of the glory of God. Worship, praise, and prayer. 
a daily thing. It's just not Sunday and Wednesday, Sunday night. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. I'm going to say it again. Every day. Every day. Amen. Every day. Every day that priest would take care of making sure there was fire burning and there was a sweet smelling savor that was going up before the Lord. It's not time to stop now. It's not time to quit now. Amen. It's not time to wind down in October and November as we're ending up the year. But it's time to take it to a whole new level. It's time to lift the worship, amen, to yes. the grand level of majesty and glory and honor unto God that the presence of God can do nothing but just come down in and inhabit the praises of his people. Amen. It can't be what it was back there or what it was over there. Amen. We're rising to a new level with our prayer and our worship and our praise. Hallelujah. Just beyond this is the Holy Holies. It is not common. It's supernatural. There was a common fear and reverence about that place. Amen. Just beyond that thing. You're almost on the threshold of an experience that is supernatural. That is incredible. Don't give up now. Amen. Don't give up now. It may seem like, well, I prayed, you know, I was getting further there for a while, but now it's kind of going to stop. Now it's kind of just just not going any higher than the sea. No. Amen. You keep on praying. You keep on worshiping. Come on. It's, 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 not, it's not time to let up. One prayer. Everything might change. One more time, you lift your hands. One more time, you shout hallelujah. One more time that you clap your hands may be the time that all of a sudden the veil pulls back. And all of a sudden you find yourself in that holy of holies. One more time, and the, 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 the edict may be issued from heaven, amen, that, that is the answer to everything that you have been seeking in your life. One more time time. Amen? And so you've got to just go for it. Give it your best shot. And don't don't have regrets. Go for it with everything that you've got. Now, uh, there's got to be fire. Amen. There's got to be fire. Hallelujah. Now, that's what causes the incenses to meld together. That's what causes them to release that aroma. They must have just absolutely filled that room. That smoke. There's no pack. There's no smokestack going up. What do they call that thing, Sister Thompson? Now, there's another name for it. You got a wood stove, a flue. Yeah. There, there, there's no, there's nothing like that. It's inside this tent room. And that savor and that smell and that smoke was sweet, pleasing unto God, and it filled that room. But none of that's going to happen without the fire. None of it's going to happen. Something just ignited. Amen. You gotta have a spark. You gotta have something that lights that fire. There were four horns upon the altar, on the corners of that altar. Horns speak of strength and power. And there's four, one on each corner. Might speak of the corners of the earth. And then your prayers can go anywhere. Amen. We can pray for missionaries in Africa. And God can answer that prayer. We can pray for somebody in California. And God can answer that prayer. There's power. And it just, it'll go to any quarter. It'll go to any corner. It'll go any place. It'll go behind closed doors into the ICU. 
It'll go behind closed doors into somebody's dorm room at the college. It'll go behind the closed doors even to the, 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 the halls of, uh, of our judicial system, into the halls of our, our government, into the halls of education and higher learning. Amen. This, our prayers are not limited. There is power in prayer. I say amen. Amen. There's power in prayer. Something's about to change. Something's about to break. Something's about to transpire. Something's about to be transformed. Hallelujah. We're on the threshold. We're almost there. The prayer is going up. And it has been lit with fresh fire from the altar that has given it a, 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 a just a renewal and a strength and it's going up before God. Exodus 25 and 22 tells us concerning uh, this, this place and the Holy of Holies that lies just beyond where we're at. And there I will meet with thee and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. I want to commune with you. There. Everybody say there. There. Now we know what we're talking about now. We're kind of learning the layout here. Right? I mean, he's been praying. Come on. You, you've been praying, Miss Prayer. You've been. You've been working your way through there. I saw about three hands go up. I hope we're better than that. I hope we're better than that. Come on. If you're not praying this prayer, you need to be praying it every day. Amen. Amen. You need help. Get with me. I'll give you something. I'll give you a piece of paper. I'll put it all down. We're going to get some printouts. But 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 uh, you, you, this has got to be an everyday thing. But this is going to transform our church. Amen. This is going to... to I mean, our praying is going to be, it's, it's fixing to go to a level that you have never seen. Amen. In life. There's fixing to be things happening all around us that are going to be the direct results of what happened in this holy place with God. Yeah. It's not happening just because the preacher's preaching, it's not happening just because. Things going well in that church, but it's happening because somebody, and then got on their knees. Somebody got into an approach to God where they followed the pattern that God gave for approaching Him, and it began to cause things to happen, even around them, because they had been in the presence of God. There, I will commune with thee. From above the mercy seat, between the two cherubims, upon the ark of the testimony of all things, and it's all things, all things, which I would give thee in commandment to the children of Israel. I want to commune with you. God's going to tell you what you need to do. God's going to give you direction, help you make decisions. God's going to talk to you about how to talk to the people that you're trying to reach. God's going to talk to you about how to talk to your children. Amen. God's going to talk to you about how, amen, to, 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 to write out your testimony or, or speak to somebody about a Bible study or invite somebody to church. Amen. God's going to talk to you about how to do that. It, it, the way you got to get close. Amen. It's there that he does it. Right there, what the scripture said. Now listen. We're praying, worshiping, interceding. Amen. Revelation 8 and 3 talks about the heavenly tabernacle. And another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer. <coughs> and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar, which is before the throne. 
those priests would bring those ingredients that were prescribed, that it was against the law to use them for anything else. That mixture. They would bring those and put them on that altar and stir the coals that had been brought from the altar out of the outer court. And the incense would begin to go up. That's the earthly pattern of heavenly things. But John got a revelation of what happens in the heavenly realm where that the prayers of the saints were upon the golden altar which was before the throne. God is not pleased with offerings of bulls and goats and God doesn't want us to get a bunch of candles and burn them but he's looking for the prayers of the saints to go up and in that heavenly tabernacle, amen, the prayers of the saints, amen, are upon that golden altar which is before the throne. What a difference. Amen. Hallelujah. Now on earth, in the Old Testament, there was a veil between that golden altar and that mercy seat where God sat. But in heaven, there will not be a veil between them. In heaven, there is no veil. Jesus was that veil that was rent. And in the heavenly tabernacle, the prayers of the saints are making that sweet-smelling incense that's flooding that place. And there, before the throne of God, your prayers can get past these walls and these sins. Your prayers can go to the very throne of God. Amen. He said, I'm going to take what you offer up to me, the prayers that you pray, and I'm going to put them on the altar in heaven, and it's going to become an incense unto Almighty God. Amen. And every time you pray, there's this, this, this the ingredient that God's looking for is our prayers. In the Old Testament, they have these things that were part of that to make that sweet smell. But to God, the sweet smell is our prayers. Amen. Our worship, the calves of our lips, is what the Bible tells us instead of bulls and goats and all of that. And it's our prayers that are on the golden altar in the throne room of God. Amen. I, I got to thinking last week about that light. Amen. When the veil was rent, God had dwelled in the thick darkness, the Bible said. Behind that. There was no light behind that veil that separated the holy of holies. And we preach about how mercy came running. Mercy came, amen. It was released from that little room into the world when the veil was rent at Calvary. But let me also remind you, amen. As I was praying and thinking about it, it dawned on me that when that veil was rent, now the light from the golden candlestick floods right into the throne room there. Amen. And, 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 and now, instead of the thick darkness, now we can march boldly before the throne of God and His presence. And we read about John on the Lord's Day in the Spirit. And there's the golden candlestick, the churches. And there's the Lord. Amen. And he's, he's seeing the throne. He's seeing all kinds of things now. Amen. As, as, as the illumination is there. And it all comes together for this purpose. Notice that it's at the same time that they uh, trim the lamps. That they made sure they ministered before the Lord at the altar of incense. They did this together. The light that was flooding from those lights. They trimmed those lamps, made sure there was oil in them, made sure they were burning bright. And they also made sure there was incense there. The light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we are a light unto the world by what's burning in us. Right? And that light, when you marry that up, when you do that in conjunction with the prayers, amen, and the intercession and the worship, 
All of this is done at the same time, and the light just shines further as, as this the result of this. Now, i got to close very quick, and I've got a little ways to go, so I need your help tonight. Amen. Somebody say, I'll help you, preacher. I'll help you, preacher. All right. Isaiah, you remember, he had tragedy happen. When you served in the court, and the king was either deposed or died, sometimes you was in a dangerous position. You didn't know what's going to happen there. You might not have a job. And depending on the king, you might not have a head. He might take your life and replace you. And King Uzziah had died. And Isaiah's world had been shattered and rocked. All of a sudden, he began to pray. And he looked up and he saw the Lord hiding up to that. And the Bible said, that this angel of the Lord flew down and went to the, the altar of sacrifice. He got a coal from that altar. And he brought it. And he applied it to the lips of Isaiah. And suddenly Isaiah became one of the most poetic and beautiful Old Testament prophets. Where do we get wonderful counsel? All that stuff. Isaiah. Isaiah's probably the most quoted Old Testament book in the Bible, other than maybe the Psalm. Isaiah. Man, this powerful stuff. But there was a coal from the altar that touched his lips. Amen. Life was brought to that altar of prayer. He looks up, he looks to the Lord. He don't know what he's going to do. But all of a sudden, when he looks to the Lord, there's a coal from the altar that comes. And it, it, it gets mixed with his prayers there. And all of a sudden, the Lord turns him into this mighty prophet, major prophet of the Old Testament, amen, era. And what a great man he was. You remember Elijah? That fireball who prayed fire down from heaven? Do you know that after... The prophets of Baal had gone all night. It was at the time of the evening sacrifice. When we read is when they went and they trimmed those lamps. And they made sure that incense was, the fire was going and the smoke was going at the time of the evening sacrifice. Well, it was at the time, the Bible says, the evening sacrifice that he prayed that 63-word prayer. And fire came down from heaven and consumed everything that was on that altar and licked up the water that was around it and was a mighty sign from God, amen, that he would not be served alongside others, but that he alone was God and that he alone should be worshipped. But it all happened at the time of the evening sacrifice when there was some incense went up. It didn't take him long. He just prayed a few words. But when he prayed those words, something began to happen. I believe if we'll follow this approach when we get to this place, our prayers are going to cause things to happen. Somebody say amen tonight. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And then Jesus, when he cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up the ghost. The Bible says, Behold, the veil of the temple was rent twain from the top to the bottom. And the earthly quake and the rocks ran. Amen. And he gives up the ghost. But he walks in to that holy of holies with the sprinkling of blood of the perfect sacrifices. Our high priest. Amen. And when we call out at that altar of incense, the veil has already been torn. And we can walk into the holy of holies and God will answer our prayers. Praise God. Amen. Let me share another one with you. Remember David? And knew how to cry out to God. Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. When I cry, hear my cry, O God. You've been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. 
I will trust in the covering of your wings. That mercy seat. He said, I'm going to stay in this tabernacle. I, this approach to God, there ain't nothing like it. And then when my heart is overwhelmed, I'm just going deeper. I'm just going further. And I'm going to trust in the covering of his wings. I'm going to get so Amen. close to those wings of those cherubims that come up. They're going to cover me and be my protection. For thou, O oh God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Amen. You will prolong the king's life. His years, many generations. He shall abide before <laughs> God forever. Forever. I'll sing praise unto thy name forever. And may daily, everybody say daily. Daily. Perform my vows. Amen. <coughs> Praise God. There's two altars. The outer court represented the sacrifice, the one who died for our sins. That we, we're, we, we die out with him in repentance there. But this inner altar in the holy place is where our high priest now ministers. And there becomes our intercessor for us, the church. Not on the cross anymore. He's in heaven. Amen. And so, he, while the devil's the accuser, the brethren, the Lord is that one who's daily interceding for us. Amen. Now, I got to hurry very quick. I, I promise you, I'm going to just close as quick as I can here. But there were four things that were part of this mixture that made this. There was something called stacti. And it was a resin that oozes out of the tree at different places. Amen. It, it, you don't know where it's going to come out. It just kind of comes out from the cracks and the crevices and the bark of the tree. It oozes out of the tree wherever it decides to come out. Amen. And it speaks of, you, 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 you may be at the grocery store, you may be driving down the road. Amen. Of this incense. Mmm, the sweet smell of sacred. If you got some fire of the Holy Ghost, it may use out at any given time. That's all right. Amen. Lord, Amen. no matter where you are, no matter when it's at, maybe the middle of the night. Amen. Since Kim has been doing her prayer about 2 o'clock in the morning. I can't hardly pray at 2 o'clock in the morning. But I can muster up. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 I encourage her praying. Amen. My mind just can't hardly think sometimes at 2 o'clock in the morning. But God's been waking her up. And she's been praying in the Holy Ghost at 2 o'clock in the morning. Amen. God's been giving her dreams and things at that time in the morning. And Praise tell God. You, it's amazing the things God showed her. And she'll tell me about it, and then she'll just go into intercessory prayer. And I mean, this deep Holy Ghost praying. And I'm just, I'm just so thankful for it. Amen. Amen. Go for it, Sister Kiana. Amen. But, but I'm telling you that God will use you and it can come out. It may come out for you at yes. the time that it does for her. Amen. But that's all right because, amen, God's going to hear those prayers. Some of you pray better in the morning. Some of you pray better at night. Some can't stay awake in the morning. Some can't stay awake at night. But whenever you can pray, just let it ooze out and it'll go up as a sweet smell and savor before the Lord. The second one, Ancha. I don't even know how to present, pronounce it before uh, or clearly, but it is uh, what I understand, what I've heard, what Brother Manning teaches. It's, it's, it was taken from a, a fish from the depths of the Red Sea. I'm going to tell you something. This kind of praying, it go down to deep places. It deep calls unto deep. Amen? It'll get you into some deep places in God. When you begin to pray like this, is anybody that wants to go there tonight? Amen. And then there was galbanum. Uh, the galbanum was a resin that was obtained when you either broke the limb or the tree or the branch. And, and, and that was the only way to obtain it. That was the only way to get it, to break or split the wood open. That's how you got galbanum. And this scent would only show up when, when something was broken. Amen. But when there's brokenness before God, amen, when you've gone through something, when something's been broken in your life and you come before God, there is a release of incense before the Lord and there's prayers that can turn things around. There's prayers that can move heaven and earth. There's prayers that can move mountains. Praise God. I'm talking about praying at the golden altar of incense that is holy before God. 
when you're hurt, when things have happened in your life, when you've got a bad diagnosis, amen, don't stop praying. Amen. Out of that brokenness can come. Out of that brokenness has come some of the most beautiful songs that have ever been written about the grace and the mercy of God. There was depth to those songs that some of these songs that's being sung now don't have because right. somebody had some brokenness in their life. And out of that ooze something that don't happen any other way. There was a fragrance that comes out of that, and you know it when you hear it. Amen. And it comes out in your praying. It comes out in your worship. It comes out in your singing. I'm talking about something that only comes when there's brokenness. And there was something called frankincense. This was all mixed with the frankincense. An equal part of all. Frankincense was a resin that you got early in the morning from a tree called a bus willow tree. And the only way you got it was early in the morning. You got out a little bit later, it would just get become like paste on the tree and you couldn't get it. But if you get there early in the morning, you could extract, you could, you could, you could harvest, you could get this frankincense that was used and mixed with this incense that was holy unto God. Amen. You had to get up early in the morning. Now, uh, some, like I said, some folks they can pray early, some folks they can pray late. Pray late. But listen, when it comes to uh, our, our needs, our petitions, our desires, our intercession, amen, we don't need to wait until we up there in an emergency room in the hospital before we pray. We need to pray early. Amen. Sister Wilson, last Wednesday night, first thing she did when we got the whole she said, I need you to pray for me. Amen. We can go to the hospital, but we're going to pray. Amen. Don't go to the hospital and then pray. Amen. You might get up there to the hospital and, you, and, and, and there might not be nobody know what that passcode or that that, that secret word that you gave them was so somebody could call and check on you. We might not even know where you're at. That you might go to pick it. They might transfer you to Jonesboro. Nobody even know where you're at. Amen. Why don't you pray early? Why don't you get somebody to pray? Amen. Come on, pray with me. Come on, help me pray. I'm sick. Come on, help me pray. Something's going on here. Something's wrong. Amen. And the first thing that came to her mind was to pray. And we got that bottle of oil and we anointed and we gathered around and we began to pray in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Halfway to pick it, she's already doing better. I'm telling you, there's power in prayer. But don't wait till you're halfway through your problem. Don't wait till it's an emergency. Don't wait till it's too late. Pray early in the morning. There's some things that only happens when you pray. Early. Amen. Don't wait till don't wait till it's late. Don't wait till halfway, you know, you've tried everything else and finally you resort to prayer. Amen. That's that that that's a stench in the nostrils of God. Amen. The Lord wants you to get up early and get into him and let him know. Amen. This is what's going on, Lord. This is what I need, Lord. And he said, I'm gonna take all of that. I'm gonna put it together. That ointment that oozes out in different places. That deep worship, that prayer from brokenness and that frankincense from early on. And he's going to mix all that together. You're going to light the fire of the Holy Ghost under that when you begin to pray. And it's going to take you right into the Holy of Holies. Amen. It was mixed new every morning, the Bible tells us. I thought of this scripture today. Ecclesiastes 10.1 I was studying a candle that was burning. And there was about this much of that candle wax at the top that was just molten, liquid, clear. You could see right through it. And I saw a fly in that. And there was a good smell coming out. The fly was way over on the side. And I didn't smell the fly. But the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 10 and 1, dead flies cause the ointment of the apothecary to send forth a stinking savior. You remember the Lord told him to mix that after the, the art of the apothecary. And, and they're, they're the folks that mix things like this put this together for the smells and it said dead flies cause the ointment they were to mix it new every morning. If you don't make it new, amen, there's going to be dead flies getting there. It's not going to smell right. It's going to smell bad. It's going to be a stench instead of 
that sweet smell and savor. Amen. That's why it's so important. Everybody, one more time, say every day. Every day. Every day. Amen. You can find you somewhere. Amen. To make your approach to God. Put it all on the altar. Watch the Word. Amen. With the Word. And move in there. Let that light begin to illuminate. And just take that bread of life in. And begin to offer up those prayers. And that incense and that intercession. Amen. Every day. Make it new. Every morning. And it will be a sweet smell and savor unto God. And lastly. And Sister Kim, if you'll come to the piano. Amen. Lastly. They, they got that smell without a doubt in their garments. Small enclosed area. And they're burning a fire in there. Now the old the old kerosene canner lanterns, if you if you left them in one spot the ceiling, sometimes it get a little dark circle up there. And even just a kerosene lantern. Could you imagine in this room that that smoke is going up and spilling this room? Here they put on these priestly garments and gone in there. And without a doubt, when they left that room where that the man that says holy smoke had filled that sanctuary. When they left that place, no doubt. There was that sweet smell in their clothes. Amen. Smoke just leads in things. I was burning some stuff, cleaning out my garage, and then my clothes got the smell of my smoke. Some men would blow it to work me. I was smoking while I was beautiful.